I just love my man Boaz. I just like him. Watch out, Jim. I know. <laughs> yes. And a little trivia. Who's his mom? Rahab. I like the little sound that you choose, though. Bop, 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 oh, yeah? Bop. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of fun. But, you know, talking about Ruth today, you know, you can just see Ruth and Naomi, Naomi walking into, Naomi, nah. see Ruth and Naomi walking into Bethlehem going, bop, 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 I'm loving uh, it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Where, where's uh, McDonald's? <laughs> All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to Elements Leading Together podcast. I am sitting here with Jen and Judy. Well, we're sitting down and we're going to be talking about this week's message in our Not So Little Women series on Ruth. What a beautiful story. So and, rich. And not really anybody's doing anything like really, you know. Extravagant. <laughs> it is right. kind of refreshing. It's kind of refreshing. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's a nice little breather. It is. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It's just filled with loving kindness and mm. just beauty. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a sweet, Great feel-good story, huh? Yeah, uh, it is. Well, what stood out to you in, in reading it this time? I think for me... Um, just the importance of being a good friend mm. and a friend who honors God mm. and how much that can uh, really impact a person's life. Yeah, you think about the applications of that today for how much we talk about living on mission, right? And this right. Um, relational discipleship, you see that in this story. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I see that as it's not just the friend, but it's the the God at work in the friendship Right. Mm-hmm. Having a good friend that, you know, doesn't just say, oh, yeah, and agrees with you, but is willing mm-hmm. to speak truth to you in love that, you know, when I'm acting in a sinful way, say, that's not who you are. That's mm-hmm. not who God sees you as who you are. It's, it's really, I'm really thankful for friends like that and always making sure I'm trying to be a friend like that, too. And to love those people that aren't like us as well. I like that that's highlighted and embracing the stranger and hospitality in that sense, but holding that alongside exclusive truth claims. Cause I think a lot of people today would say you can't do both. Right. In a time where everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes, Boaz really stands out as a man of God mm-hmm. professing God. He's following the, the laws that God set up, you know, to, to protect the poor and the widows. And, and he, he's just constantly trying to do what's right. Something that um, stood out to me that hadn't, you know, sometimes you read scripture and just the, the way you um, interpolate theology in different ways. That when it talks about them returning home to Bethlehem mm. because they had learned about God's provision, I was like, man, that is such going home mm-hmm. because of God's provision. I thought that was like a really beautiful metaphor for repentance. We had talked about that last week. That hadn't stood out to me in that way before. Yeah. Usually, like reading Ruth, you focus on the the topic of redemption, but I thought that was like a really neat way to open the book and mm. see yeah. that. That they got into trouble when they left the promised land. Yeah. You know, who has, has yeah. not done that, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When I read um, what Ruth said about, I don't want my gods anymore. I want your God. And I, I so see that as the Holy spirit mm. at work in her because why else? I mean, her gods are more comfortable. It's what she knows. Mm-hmm. Why why change? But she had she had wisdom into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see it as a true conversion too. Yeah. 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 As she becomes a follower. 
She saw the living God. God at work and the people around yes. her. Yeah. So cool. Don't you want that for your lives too? Oh, totally. You know, that people would see the living God at work. Mm. Yeah. It's really encouraging. It's like you think about, again, he kind of speaks that a little bit how the Moabites were seen and, and mm. in our modern day, sometimes you think like, oh, not that group, you know, not that population. Like how, how possible is that really, right? That they would come to know Jesus. And it's like, there's no barrier really. That God can't overcome and reaching people he wants to adopt into the family. That's, I find that really reassuring. Yeah. What else stood out to you guys? There's a real theme <laughs> of, of emptiness and, f- and filling, mm. being full. You know, mm. Naomi talks about it. I left full and now I come back empty. And mm. um, with that emptiness, we see pain. We see hunger. There's a, a, a famine going on. There's, sadness there's loss she's lost her husband and her sons there's poverty Mm. and then you know as we see god behind the scenes working and he's there to fill you know the emptiness he there's wonder in his filling there's loving kindness we're going to see a harvest when they come back there's a baby going to be born you know her womb will be filled Uh, ruth gains a, a family she gains a people she um, gets redemption. They have joy. You know, there's joy at the end. And and the God who who tells this story, He's doing the same thing in our own lives. Mm-hmm. You know, He wants to fill us even even when we're feeling empty. You know, day by day, if you're having a bad day, or if you're having a dark season, if you're having a struggle, if you're having pain, God just wants to redeem that time and and fill us, whatever that may look like. You know, in our lives. Just I just kept noticing empty full, empty full. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the language, it's in the the imagery, and I was like, oh God, you're still doing that today. It's it's awesome. That's beautiful, Jen. Mm-hmm. It's so hard in that in that time again of waiting. You know, and that and you're talking about dark seasons, and um, you just don't know how long your dark season's going to last. Yeah. But can you, in that darkness, can you continue to cling on to God and to trust Him that what He's doing, and He is at work, and just to be faithful in trusting Him? Yeah. yeah. How appropriate is that for Advent right now? Mm-hmm. Just that waiting in the midst of darkness and longing mm-hmm. for a Redeemer and restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Um. And in that waiting, I feel like we constantly touch on this theme of if we want to control, we want to, you know, uh, hold on tightly. And it's, are we willing to trust God that he's at work, that he's, you know, doing it for our good and for his glory? And we got to just trust him and his timing. And it's just really hard to let go of the control. Totally. It's tough. <laughs> it's really hard. I think that keeps coming up and it, and we see it. And the providence of God keeps coming up too. And it's like these stories, I feel like, you know, just God working behind the scenes and like, oh, she just happens to be in the field of Boaz and they just happen to, you know, the circumstances. But it's like, we know God is like working all these things out. And the same God that was doing that is doing it for us Mm -hmm. today. He is still active in our lives and he's still working out the details. And it's these stories reminds me of who God is. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's the same today and he cares about us and he wants to fill our emptiness 
he wants to redeem us. He sent his son. It, it cost him everything, but it's it's. Ah, I just really like the story. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love <laughs> it's, it's it. Good to me. It's just so beautiful. It kind of it's really beautiful. It is. It's our story. It's our I story. mean, that's what I am hoping. Our GCs and everyone element just takes that away that they they connect with this story deeply because it is our story. It's not just Ruth. Like we have been spiritually poor outsider we've been brought into the family god through a redeemer we've been rescued out of desperation and yeah there's so much there's so much here and just four short chapters yeah (laughs) good storytelling something i thought of is like do we proverbially like live as moabites or do we live as now adopted children of god Mm -hmm. because it could be really easy for her to fall back on this how others perceived her right or this is where i came from Mm -hmm. And how often do we do that too, as opposed to living out of the the fullness of the identity we have Mm. in Christ? I really liked how Ruth was willing to give up everything. And then thinking of in my own life as well. And I I think it's it's that intentional... um, it's that intentional sacrifice daily of, am I willing to give it all? Am I willing to give it all? You know, you talked about control too, and how much we, we de- I default into control. Um, but God has been teaching me these last few weeks really to ask God to go before me and to, to, to trust him with what he's doing with whatever. Hmm. And, it's still it still has to be intentional it's not it's not my default i don't know that it will ever be you know the side of heaven i really appreciate reading just about a woman so gifted with wisdom not only in her thoughtfulness to go with naomi but even when later boaz praises her for not pursuing some younger man right Mm. he he sees that and Mm. Instead, she was interested, I think, in in um, the things of the Lord. Like, here's a righteous man. Right. Well, thank you, ladies, for talking about Ruth. It's an amazing, rich book. Um, we're praying and hoping that all of you listening are encouraged by the story of Ruth and what God continues to do in his unfolding plan of redemption. We will catch you next time. Ruth and the man Boaz, apparently, according to Jen's Jen. man. Jen's man Bo. Yeah, I mean, she she haven't even. I guess a character does matter because she has never seen what he looks like. That's yeah. right. true. And yet she is in love. I look at it, and and there's just there's so much heaviness coming out of the book of Judges. So much that is just evil and feels like it's laying upon you. And then you step into the story of Ruth, and it's almost like the story of Ruth is now pushing us into a new chapter. Mm-hmm. God's going to bring redemption. It was interesting to listen at the end when it all came back to, well, was this not wrong? Well, is this not wrong? Lying about the spies in Rahab's house and the midwives. Who's wrong? Who's right? I, those are valid questions. They're, they're good questions. The midwives. I don't even know if it says that they lied. I think it says that they hid the children. Mm -hmm. They were specifically told, you know, kill them, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do it. Like Nazi Mm -hmm. Germany and and Corrie ten Boom and the hiding Mm -hmm. place and and those kind of things. It's about protecting life. 
and, the, and I could think the same thing could actually be said about Rahab. It's about protecting life. I really like your thing, and I'm going to stick it in the message a little bit about, um, you know, repentance, returning home, and mm-hmm. that Naomi returns home. Because of God's provision. Because yeah. of God's provision, yeah. Yeah, even though she pulls into town and she's like, change my name to bitter old lady. <laughs> and it really looks like she doesn't do a whole lot when she first comes back because Ruth is the one that goes out. Ruth starts mm-hmm. doing all the work. Naomi starts to come out of her shell, especially when harvest season comes because she's like, something may happen. And she and that and that hope starts to restore because of Ruth's character and what she's been doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's neat to see. It is kind of neat to see her recede into the background because it shows the beauty of disciple making yeah now this person that she's discipled is is actively pursuing man we should have done a not so little women naomi (laughs) disciple maker (laughs) bitter disciple maker because you know some sometimes you know people who have led other people to christ their their lives fall apart you know the ebbs and flows of what human life looks like as opposed to the consistency of god So repentance has come up twice in the last two weeks. Um, and so I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit and flesh out um, maybe what does repentance look like and and how in like either a, a group setting or something have you seen it in practice? Yes, yeah, so we've talked about the importance of creating confessional spaces. So and there are a lot of layers to that. Yep. Creating the safety where it's okay to fail. That's an expectation that we recognize we're going to fail and that God is at work in us and growing us. And when we're found in Christ and we're, we're shielded from the shame of bearing those things uh, in front of other people. After that, it's kind of plumbing the depths of, okay, where's the unbelief? What, what are the lies at the heart of this? And, re- and repentance brings us back to the place where God has established us in him. Mm-hmm. You know, repentance is returning to that. And, and yeah, that, that results in outward action, outward action of, I'm not going to go back to this thing anymore. I have, I've walked away from it. You know, looking back to last week's message and, and Tamar and, and Judah, it's, he didn't know her again. He didn't have sex with her again. And that is a complete change. But really, I think for, for Judah, it was all of those different things in his life, you know, betraying his brother and his family and marrying this non-believer and his son's dying and then doing this to Tamar and having his sin exposed. I think all those things added up to that moment to just break him. Mm-hmm. And out of that brokenness, God rebuilt him. And it started in that place of she is more righteous than I confession. And he did not know her again. Repentance. Mm. Those two things mm-hmm. coming together. And experiencing joy in the midst of repentance too. So you look at Ruth and her story, you have Elimelech. The The text is written almost in a way that, you know, this famine and the stuff that was going on in the land of Israel where everybody did what was right in their own eyes, that that was actually reflective of Elimelech. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why he got up and left. You know, I've ruined this place. I'm out. I'll go find a new place to ruin. And he goes to a place that was already ruined. And when everything fell apart and was gone, Naomi's like, I've got to return back to Israel and along with her comes to Bethlehem. to Bethlehem, right? And along with her comes this convert. God uses all that sin and all of those circumstances to bring about his ultimate providence and will by bringing Ruth into the family of God. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of reflective of confession. You know, I don't, I don't want my gods anymore. Repentance. 
I am going to go and where you live, I'll live. Where you die, I'll die. And Yahweh will be my God. And it's this whole life change. Michelle, you and I had this conversation a little bit about the whole thing of her during the, threshing the party. Floor. Yeah, threshing floor yeah. And, and uncovering his feet. And there has been, I, I think the push has been more in the last few decades now of people trying to say that Ruth uncovering his feet and spread your wings over me, that whole situation is her wriggling into his bed and sexually getting him to commit to her. And I don't think that's true at all because the text pushes so hard, Ruth the Moabite, the Moabite, the Moabite, and it tries to show you how much Ruth is changing that dynamic. And so when it says that, I do not think that it's saying, and then she used her wily ways to do this thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's the exact opposite. I don't think it would do that and then stand everything it's just said on its head. Can you, I think that's going to be a confusing part for a lot of people. It still confuses me. Can you speak to kind of the cultural context and what's going on there? It just, it reads as so odd. Well, I, middle I, of the night, don't let any men see you. Well, yeah, because, leaving. because for other people, it could have been seen as inappropriate. Mm-hmm. If someone saw her sneaking over to him, they might've actually thought, oh, she, she's a Moabite. Uh-huh. She's going to do this thing. But instead she lays down at his feet, like I'm your servant. Okay. I need you to redeem us. And, you know, Boaz is into her. Boaz is just like, yeah, you you could have chosen any dude, Mm -hmm. but why do you choose me? So you see the humility in both parts. She sees his character and he sees her character. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of draws them together. I'm not saying Boaz wasn't, you know, a good looking man like Jen would like like to believe. (laughs) for you, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I think that many times you see certain people and their character stands out so much that even if they're not the best looking person, they're, they're beautiful because of that character. I, it was really interesting to me. I, this has got to go at the end, not the beginning. <laughs> Gosh, he's going to kill us all. <laughs> I have had this for over a week and no one else has gotten it for me. So I don't know. That's what's because going it on. takes a few days to metastasize and now we're going to get it. I so, can leave. No. I, I'm totally fine. <laughs> he's like, please let me I leave. I got so much stuff to do. 